0: You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network.
1: Tech fan number 94, I am Tim Robertson, sans David Cohen this week. As you guys know, no show last week. Uh, I was a little busy, uh, final (laughs) preparations to open up the Mac Specialist store, which I've been talking about on the show in Oak Park, Illinois. And actually, that's where I'm at today. I'm in the conference room in uh, Mac Specialist. And this is kind of a special episode in that it is four podcasters from four different shows, all at the same time. Let's keep with the uh, Max Specialist theme. My coworker Kevin Shea, he is the podcaster from Max Specialist. Welcome, Kevin. Hi. Thanks for having me. Let's start with you. Let's. Uh,
0: what's Max Specialist podcast? Well, if anybody remembers Mac Specialist Podcast. It's been a little while. (laughs) We've been on hiatus all summer because of the uh, build-out that we've been working on here, getting the Oak Park store taken care of. It's a surprising amount of time went into getting this place open in a very short amount of time. Uh, But the Mac Specialist Podcast is... um, You're going to relaunch it, basically. I am. This is kind of the... uh, The announcement? Yeah, the announcement (laughs) for the relaunching is uh, we, we... we started it, what was it, last October? It was last about a October, year ago. about a year ago. Yeah. Huh? Um, and we did a good six months into it. And then once we started hitting the summertime, uh, Frank, uh, my co-host, is one of our engineers. And summer's pretty busy for us because lots of education. You notice you're pointing in his direction huh? while you said that. Yeah, yeah. You, they can't see that <laughs> at all? Oh, Okay. Um, if they could audio. see it,
1: it would be a very strange video right now with the
0: things that we have Well, The thing out. is,
2: none of us can see anybody else. That's
0: right. <laughs> uh, so Frank got really busy being an engineer. Summer's uh, a big time for him, uh, and it got harder and harder to get together. That with the, getting the store open, we decided to kind of go on hiatus. I've been trying to get the show rolling again for some time, but it really took just getting this store open. Uh, to be ready for it. Now, it seems like I've got all the time in the world in comparison. Yeah, well, in comparison. <laughs> in comparison to even a week ago. So, on, yeah,
1: next week we'll have a show up. I'm looking forward to hearing it, obviously, and hopefully I'll be invited on one of these days to be a guest. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> Sitting on my right is uh, the new host. I I, don't, I, I can't <laughs> even say new anymore. He is the host of the At Minute podcast. His name is John Nemirovsky, affectionately known as Nemo, and he flew in from uh, Arizona to check out the Mac Specialist store here in Oak Park and visit family. His daughter lives here. But let me turn it over to uh, John. For those who haven't listened to App Minute, what's App Minute all about?
3: App Minute. AppMinute.com, the App Minute podcast. It's extremely short. It's a little bit longer than a minute. And we handle accessories, audio gear, reviews, short interviews, in and out, real fast, won't waste your time. I think you'll enjoy it. We have a little bit of fun. You've been podcasting for a long time, not just with At Minute, though. I've been on every version and inversion of the MyMac.com podcast, the mini podcast. I hang You used out.
1: to have a segment on the MyMac mini podcast, which went, I think, 20 episodes or so. Yes, yeah, so I've,
3: I've done many hundreds of podcasts, <laughs> but uh, we're up to 238, which means I've done 38 shows on the all-new At Minute podcast. But that's
1: your home now. That is your show.
3: Correct, and I love it, and I also do some guest work every week with Scott and Peter, Suze, and Sam on the all-not-so-new-anymore Pocket-Sized Podcast. He's got his
1: own theme music. That Well, I, look, the My Mac Podcast has its own theme music for us. But this is actually, there's somebody singing Right, it's about beautiful. his podcast. And it's beautiful. amazing.
3: And Guy's very jealous, right, That's Donnie? That's just not right. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I'll get Donnie for that
1: Across from me uh, at the conference table Guy Searle, uh, one of the hosts along with uh, Gaz Gazmaz of the MyMac.com podcast I've heard of that show before (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I think so (laughs) And Guy flew in from uh, the Washington, D.C. area to be here to check out the new show I really appreciate you guys showing up, by the way This is fantastic It's good to get out of the house (laughs) So what's been going on with the MyMac podcast for those listening to this show that really doesn't know anything about it too much?
2: Uh, boy, how to describe the MyMac.com podcast? Um, it has been described as kind of a tech show with two guys that are kind of nuts a little bit a little bit out there,
1: you know we I don't know if I'd say nuts, I would probably say you have fun doing it
2: well, we do and and that's the whole thing about podcasting and uh so many people that get into podcasting think they're gonna get rich that they're gonna make a lot of money at podcasting. It doesn't work that way
0: Well, that's why I started
2: yeah well here're you're, you're <laughs> in for some disappointments the whole the whole thing about podcasting is you have to find a topic that you're excited about that you can be uh, somewhat lucid about, I, I try to be lucid about it, and just, you got to have fun with it, because if you're not having fun with it, and you're not getting paid for it, why are you doing it?
1: You know, I, I, obviously I started that show back right. in 2004, and it's really not even close to the same show that I <laughs> all well, of those years Wait, ago. is that
2: good or bad?
1: I think it's good. Okay. I, you, can't, you can't do somebody else's show tech fan, what I'm doing now is much more similar to what I was yeah, doing in 2004 or 2005. Yeah. yeah. It, in fact, it's very similar to OWC radio in that I'm doing it and it's subjects and you know, you're know, you in and out and I guess it's not really all that similar, is it?
2: <laughs> well, you used to do a lot of the OWC shows by yourself.
1: I did. Um, and I haven't done any tech fans. I, I don't I, think I've done any tech fans by myself.
2: I could not, I could not do the MyMac
1: Podcast by myself,
2: and anyone who's a longtime listener of the My Mac podcast that used to hear some of the old Dashboard Minutes knows that I couldn't do a podcast by myself. We had, a whole, we we had myself. an episode
1: where we had a whole bunch of your outtakes.
2: Yeah, I played that. Uh, I think it was a couple, couple weeks, weeks ago, ago where yeah. I played that from where you guys were coming out of your break and you started talking about you know coming up on the the Dashboard Minutes segment, and I had very very foolishly sent you the outtakes, and I didn't actually, honestly, when I sent it to you, I didn't realize that you were going to play them. I oh, thought yeah too. I thought you and Chad would just have a good time with it, and when I first heard that one, it cracked me up, but I, I couldn't believe that you'd actually
1: played those <laughs> outtakes. So, you know, I've been podcasting, uh what, this is...
2: It was November 2004. It's almost
1: nine, it's almost nine yeah, I guess it's a little <laughs> over eight years now. Eight years. Unbelievable. Uh, you've been doing it, Guy, for about six years. Yeah, at least. Yeah. John, you've been doing it for about six years, on and off. Six, seven Kevin, years? Kevin is really the newbie. He's been doing oh, yeah. it for a year, but not consistently. Rookie. Mm-hmm. So, so as someone new into podcasting, what have you learned about doing this, Kevin?
0: Um, <clears throat> it's really uh, difficult to... Other than to... not to clear your throat. Okay? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, it's, it's really hard to get started on it because you don't. it's not like having an audience... Um, or even even critique, you know, unless you have an an audience listening and willing to right. write back in or something like that, you're just broadcasting out into the ether, and you're not sure if you're good or not because nobody's even taking the time to tell you you suck. <laughs> that never, that never
2: stopped gasping me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that's the hardest thing is, um, because I I love to make it a better and better, more product for yeah. But um, if you know, if you're not getting solid feedback. Um, good or bad, then you're just kind of doing more of the same and you might be spinning your wheels forever for no. I, I tried to give you some advice when you started, but sure. I mean, it
1: was really you you have to learn by yourself. You right. just, it's trial and error. It's sitting in front of that microphone and you got your list of topics and it's okay,
0: go. Well, It's not lot of an it, easy
1: thing to do every
0: time. A lot of no. it can feel wrong when you're doing it, and that I did notice when, when we'd be in the middle of a talk and be like, wow, that was just. Yeah. Pulling teeth <laughs> like the two of us sitting yeah, there. And talking. you think it's gonna be a good one. Right. And then you're halfway through and you're like, We we this, we gotta wrap this up. This is just not going good. But, but you know what the same one token. Thing, one thing you had told me was just sit down and start talking about it. Yeah. And I always had to have I had to do some research. Beforehand. Guy was the same way by the
1: way. He used to yeah. hate doing podcasts with me <laughs> because we'd sit down and he'd go, What are we talking about? And I'd say, I don't know,
0: just follow along.
2: <laughs> yeah. That, would that maybe, was my MO. I need I needed I needed a little bit of structure to know yeah. what it yeah. was we were gonna talk about.
0: Everybody's different though well we'd have a structure it was more that I wanted to make sure that I knew what I was talking about so I just read a few articles and, and look look something up right because you know I don't want to be in the middle of talking about it. you know you're 15 minutes into a segment and then all of a sudden you know it's reaching for right you exhausted and like your that. knowledge yeah right it, it helps to have a few you know it also started. helps that you're very tech savvy though right,
1: right. so uh, staying with you Kevin what did you do before you came to Max Specialist or how did you come here
0: uh, I actually came here, uh, Did we was this a tech fan we did when, when you I think so, had but done? that was a couple years ago. A couple, yeah, it was a good year ago yeah. now because it was before I even started show. It's been two years ago. Has it really been? Yeah. Um, well, I started at Mac Specialist as an Apple certified trainer uh, doing Final Cut, uh, which doesn't have quite the appeal as it used yeah. to. <laughs> Uh, but I, I came in as a freelance trainer. I did that for about three months. That was January of oh seven. So it's been... We're closing in on six years yeah. that I've been... I've only been here two years, so you have yeah. been here a lot longer than I have. Um, and I did that for about three months. And then uh, the opportunity came up for a Soundtrack Pro class, back when that was a thing. And, and you still um, love that program. Yeah, it was fantastic. I don't know why that ever... They tried to meld it into... Final X cut. now and yeah. it's but uh, I, had, I had used it a few X. times uh, I wouldn't say I was an expert on it by any means but they had the opportunity to close the class and they said hey can you teach this and I said sure just give me the book so I got the book on Friday and I taught the class on Monday <laughs> and they were apparently impressed with that because they offered me a job at the end of the class so. that's
1: awesome yeah so Guy how long have you been uh, podcasting and what are your favorite topics oh Say with, with the new MyMac podcast. I mean, how long has it been since I've been gone? I think that's uh, three we years. started. We oh yeah, because
2: we started with show. Three-half I think years. two eighty five something like something, that, yeah. somewhere around there. And we're now coming up on uh, four twenty four. I think is our next show, which actually I won't be on. Um, I'm flying back on Saturday, and it's going to be a, a little too much to, to decompress and dealing with some stuff with my son in college. So Gaz and James Wood from uh, woodpad.co.uk, he's going to be taking over the co-hosting duties with Gaz uh, tomorrow on Sunday, or Sunday, October, (laughs) whatever it is. Um, I think that one of the things that has made my podcasting better was having someone... On the show, that was kind of as twisted as as I am, and was able to—I don't want to say keep up, but you know, it, it kind of goes along with with you, you got to have a good time
1: doing yeah. the show. And you could you could obviously tell when when I listen to the Mymac podcast now, you could tell you guys were talking about something before you started. Recording. Oh yeah because you're still cracking yourselves <laughs> yeah. up for yeah, oh, it.
2: Yeah, and the soundboard gets a thorough workout, right, I'm sure. <laughs> On our but show. that carries
1: through the entire show usually.
2: Yeah, that yeah. That
1: lighthearted, it's we're serious but we're not taking ourselves serious. No, we, and I think we that's we what really people like.
2: Yeah, we really don't we don't take I mean there are plenty of podcasts out there for people that want serious information about Apple or, Apple or products. Rich. Right, right. I mean, I mean if I would, if you want to be serious about right. about uh, uh, if you want, if you, or if you want a good serious Mac podcast that's going to have lots of tips and tricks, you listen to John and Dave right. with the Mac Geek Gap. Okay, you, you want a, a show that is going to make you laugh and you're going to have a lot of fun on your drive home or whatever, you listen to the G Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Absolutely. And Gaz Gaz has really, really been the spark
1: that has made the show what it is now, and yeah. I, I give him full credit. <laughs> He's doing a great job, I have to say. <laughs> John, you've been, uh, you said, 38 episodes of the podcast. Yes. So how do you go about finding what you're going to talk about?
3: Well, I'm fortunate because I'm the reviews editor for my Mac. Yep. So about half the stuff comes to me and about half the stuff I seek out. And whether I'm doing software or hardware or otherware, whatever you're going to call it. underwear, It's stuff that I'm interested in that day. So from one month to the next you never know if it's going to be heavily audio which it can be or if it can be any anything else at all any right. accessories any goofball stuff
1: or it can be serious stuff I've, be- I've done a couple of app minutes myself mm-hmm. and I've done games when I've done it yes and I find that the app minute podcast not because it's short but for me it's, it's a lot easier because I don't I don't have to really prepare a whole lot. It's like, oh there's this really cool app and, and I, I wanna review this but I don't want to do it on tech fan. I'll just do a quick app minute because I know that you're taking that week off or right. something like that. My
3: method of preparation, whether it's writing an article for my Mac or whether it's doing an interview with somebody or whether it's doing some software hardware review is about ninety five percent in my head. Mm-hmm. I work with it whatever it happens gonna be, whether it's whatever if it's a microphone if it's a new piece of software, I work on it, I think about it, and it kind of goes on behind the scenes in my brain for a while. So by the time I sit down to write it or talk about it, it's all pre-digested. And so because I like the short form, mm-hmm. it's for me, it's very intense. I tell people what I'm going to do, I do it, and then I'm it's done. Almost,
1: it's almost like an article. That's right. Your podcast really is Because if you wrote out your podcast... It would be about it would, five to seven paragraphs. Right. It would be an, it would be an article. Mm-hmm. And you've been doing articles. I mean, <laughs> you did Brave New World from Accents way back in the early 90s. Right. And you went from there to MyMac in, what, 97?
3: Yes. Pretty early on. Right. Exactly.
1: And so podcasting is still somewhat new as far as a career for you. This is what you do. But to me, when I'm listening to your show, it's more like one of the articles that I would read.
3: Because I've developed it the same way. Yeah. And because for all the different stuff I do, music photography and all the other training and other things that I'm doing in my personal life in and out of my Mac, I tend to take the same approach. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm going to teach a class, whether it's here at Mac Specialist or in my studio in Tucson, when I walk in the class, I'm going to be like Deputy Chief Brenda Lee Johnson, I want to know the answers before I ask the questions. So I want to know what's going to go on in that class. I want to know what's going to go on with that content, whether I'm going to be writing it or speaking about it ahead of time.
1: You've taken the audio a little bit farther than others, though, in that it's not just podcasting for you. Um, You went to an Adobe event, and you did interviews with the people that work at Adobe. How did that come about? Uh, Well, And that wasn't even at minute that you did that on my Mac.
3: Right. I did a bunch of that on my Mac. Fortunately, I've become fairly adept and experienced at doing live seat-of-the-pants interviews, mm-hmm. again, because having doing my homework and because schmoozing and doing the rapport with the people in person. Because whether I'm doing an interview with somebody using Skype or whether I'm sitting next to you... I want to take the time to get to know you a little bit. So by the time the microphone comes on, we're already friends. We've already made acquaintance. We have already know how long it's going to take, what's going to be covered. And there's no it's not scripted. But we have a, a rapport. Yeah, we have a rapport. And we know pretty much how to get from here to Indiana to Michigan to Ohio to right. wherever. We know pretty much where the road's going to take us. And some of the bumps we're going to find along the way. But there's still room to take a few detours and see where it heads.
1: still room for exploration absolutely so we're going to put those skills of john and uh, guy over here to use we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and we're going to let guy and uh and john kind of lead this discussion talking about max specialist because kevin and i are way too close to the project to really start going into it so i think what would be and that's what the focus is on this next segment is the store that we just opened and the company in general we thought it might be good to let john and guy ask kevin and myself some questions and i think that might work real well but in the meantime let's play a quick ad for another show in the stoplight network
2: do dinosaurs live in the zoo according to one boy they do you just have to look hard enough join him as he goes looking for a dinosaur in the new book Written and illustrated by mymac.com writer Donnie Yankalo, titled Looking for a Dinosaur. Your young kids will love the full color illustrations from Donnie's Imagination. Now available in the iBookstore as an ebook and in print at lulu.com. Just do a search for Looking for a Dinosaur. Get the ebook for just 99 cents through September 21st.
1: And we're back on Tech Fan number 94. Remember if you guys want to send us feedback, go to techfanpodcast.com. There's a contact us button. Fill out the form, hit submit and uh, David and I will read it right here on the show. And if you're up on the website anyways, make sure you click the Amazon banner. I think I made a whop- I made a whopping 12 bucks uh, so far this year. So Ooh. yeah, it got me two ebooks. That was very I was happy with. Well, I ordered some stuff the
2: other day from you? the banner. Yeah, You didn't put that toward the uh, the bandwidth costs? <laughs>
1: Yes, that, that helped uh, Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> so, uh, like I said in the last segment, we're going to kick this over to, we're going to start with John, because John actually has to leave in about 12 minutes or so. <laughs> That's okay. So, we'll start with John with questions for Kevin and I about Mac Specialist.
3: I'll start with Kevin. Um, how is this store different? From the store that you abandoned in Chicago and the store that you've still got going <laughs> over by Oakbrook. I don't know
1: if
0: I'd well, abandoned. Yeah. First of all, <laughs> yeah, we didn't abandon it. This is actually the Chicago location transplanted. Ah, so transplanted. We, we picked right? it up from there and okay. we're, so we're setting is, our how, roots down how here. How is
3: this different from what we don't have in Chicago?
0: Uh, so what we had in Chicago was a little more like a downtown boutique type store. Um, it was, what was it, like 22, 2300 square feet Total. or so. Right, and that's about what we've got in Villa Park as well. So when you take the combined uh, square footage of what the two stores were prior to July 15th, this one store here, 6,000 square feet, is about one and a half times the size of the company, and it's just one location. Our our
1: retail space alone is as big as our Villa Park store. Right. That's just the retail here. Okay,
3: so now... So now that we've determined that it's better and newer and bigger and it's in a different location, mm-hmm. what can you do here, Kevin? What can you do here in your job here in Oak Park that you couldn't do in either of the other two?
0: Well, uh, one of the things I can do here is I can uh, let our new staff, that's about twice as large as it used to be, uh, handle a lot of the smaller day to day tasks. I can delegate a lot more out to them. So I can actually do what my job description kind of says got Have- business development manager. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You um, can also
1: close a door and hide in his office, now, which he couldn't before because yeah. he had
0: a shared office. Well, if you look in the fine print, that's actually in my job description.
1: Very
3: so. <laughs> good. I was just clarifying that. Sure, sure. Okay, question for Tim. Oak Park, a long, beautiful, established community just west of downtown Chicago. Why would somebody come here when they could go to Oak Brook or they could go downtown? How, how are we going to get new customers here to your beautiful Mac Specialist in downtown Oak Park?
1: Well, number one, traffic is terrible in Chicago, as you can attest to this morning <laughs> yes. uh, and this afternoon just getting here. Uh, if you're local here in, in Oak Park or River Forest or this surrounding community, getting to an Apple store is a pain. It, it's at least 45 minutes to drive there. Then you've got to park at a mall, and then you have to leave the mall and get back to your car and drive. It, it's a three-hour endeavor just to go pick up the the brand new ipod touch or ipad nano or whatever it is
3: and here you can park across here, the street right or, across the
1: street or you're take in the store walk here and we have, offer every single thing that apple offers and a lot more mm-hmm. except for the iphone we can't actually sell the iphone
3: so if i want to come here let's say i bought my first mac mini because i heard that gaz has a mac mini yep i've migrated from an old iMac or a pc or whatever but heck, heck if i'm going to go downtown i live in oak park or i live on the west side how am i going to get training do you have a one-to-one program? How am I going to get trained?
0: Go ahead, Kevin. We don't have a one-to-one program the way it exists at the Apple Store. Uh, so when you purchase a new computer, what you can actually get is a free seat. And we run weekly seminars of uh, Mountain Lion 100. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is a It's a couple hours. You sit down. You actually get hands-on training uh, on a Mountain Lion computer in one of our training rooms. Uh, it will be led by one of our specialists, uh, either retail or support specialists out front. Um, And that'll kind of get you started so that you know kind of what you don't know. A lot of times you might sign up for a program like that and realize, I don't need a year's worth of training uh, on this topic. Or or maybe you need a year's worth of training, but you don't know enough of it to even know how to ask (laughs) the right questions to begin with. Uh So right off the bat, you get the baseline of, here's how to get around and start using your new Mac. From there, you'll develop your own set of questions. And for that, you can come back in for more personalized, more targeted training. Uh, Which is our one-on-one training, and it bills at a reasonable hourly rate. Um, It's you know, and that's catered to the student. It's not generalized. It's student-based. It's not. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You can bring in your list of questions ahead of time, and they Mm -hmm. can be prepared with detailed answers and related topics to make the most out of that hour.
3: Okay, I got my new Mac Mini. I'm at home. It's now six months later, and my daughter, you know, drops the thing, and it's all messed up. Can I bring it in here to get it fixed, or do I need to have Apple send me some sort of box to ship it back?
0: No, you can bring it here. We do almost all of our repairs in-house. There are certain times when it's a level of repair that it's more cost-efficient for you to ship it to like an Apple Depot, but we're always very upfront about when we do that, and we try to leave that as a last resort.
3: Okay, I'm waiting for the bus over here at the corner of Lake and Oak Park. It's wintertime. Also, wait,
0: to interrupt, why did you drop your Mac Mini? (laughs) (laughs) I could see a MacBook Pro or a MacBook Air. I slipped. (laughs) You slipped. Okay. I slipped.
2: slipped. The daughter daughter mistook it for a Frisbee. Uh, Right on. Okay. (laughs) I
3: was heading over to the Red Hen Bakery here to get a nice five-pound loaf of bread across the street. (laughs) But I got my iPhone now, and it's wintertime. I'm waiting for the bus. Uh, I fall. I really fall on some ice. I break my back or whatever, and my phone's got a big crack in it. When I'm feeling better, can I come here and get the, get it fixed, Tim?
1: You can. We're part of a, a new pilot program that we're hoping becomes a regular program. We're pretty confident it's going to. But in the meantime, it's still a pilot program, and it allows us to do all warranty and out-of-warranty work on iPads and iPhones. One of the things that Apple's been wanting to do for a while is kind of get rid of that gray market These companies that will replace your your glass for you on an iPhone, Mm -hmm. but they're using inferior glass. Yeah. And Apple doesn't like that. They like OEM parts to be replaced on an iPhone, but the Apple stores are just swamped with these kind of repairs. So they're trying to expand into the channel, and that's what we are, and allow us to do some of that work. Now, we're not going to get rich fixing iPhones, but it's going to be a a nice, pleasant experience coming into the Oak Park store having us fix it for you, and it's still under warranty. If you've got Care Plus... We can actually swap out your iPhone as well. So Perfect. it's not just a repair. We can give you a brand new iPhone. Okay, last question.
3: You got any audio accessories? Got any video accessories? Got any cases? Got any microphones? Got any software, hardware, books? What? You got any stuff here I can buy?
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the short answer. Yeah. yeah, we actually carry a really wide variety of products in everything you just said. Uh, like we said, we've got 2,000 square feet of retail space out there. Um, we've got more new products coming, too. Yeah. Remember, yeah. we've been open literally for three days, <laughs> and we've got
1: companies out there that want to send us stuff, but they couldn't get it to us in time. So mm-hmm. yeah. we've got more stuff coming, and we evaluate what people are asking for. More so like, stuff. It's constantly evolving what we carry on the showroom floor.
3: Well, I want to congratulate everybody who's been involved, because even though I've got to take off now for another appointment, I'm sorry about that. It's a beautiful facility, and I encourage anybody who's anywhere near the sound of my voice or anywhere near Oak Park, Illinois, to make the trip. Congratulations, Tim, and everybody who works with you.
1: We appreciate that, John. And we're going to take another commercial right now because I want to walk John out and say goodbye. And we'll come back and wrap up this episode of TechFan.
2: I'm
3: Elisa Pisali. I'm Susie Gilbert. I'm Vicki Stokes. And, and we're the Three, three Geeky, geeky ladies. ladies.
2: You could be watching Hoarders. Or you could be
3: reading Fifty Shades of Grey. You could be ghost hunting. Or you could be listening to the Three Geeky Ladies. So put down that book, shut off the TV, and turn on your iPod. And listen to the Three Geeky Ladies. Find us on iTunes under
1: the Stoplight Network. And we're back for the final segment on uh, Tech Fan. Don't know how long we're going to go on this episode. Probably won't be a full hour, because um, I want to get out of here at one point. <laughs> today. Uh, but we're going to continue what we were doing in the last segment, talking about this new store, uh, Mac Specialist in particular, because uh, it's tech news, especially if you live in the Oak Park area. But we thought we'd let Guy ask some questions, and Kevin and I can try to field them.
2: Now, you... Um Obviously, the the two locations that you've had before were were too small to kind of build out a retail presence, and, and that was one of the incentives for creating a, a new store looking for a new storefront. How long how long did it take you to find this location,
1: Kevin? I, how long was it before? I mean, it was pretty much the first day we came down here.
0: But uh, no, we didn't even find this place until we came through. we were doing walkthroughs of the realtor, right? Um So Oak Park has a really fantastic downtown district that runs along lake street it 's kind of like the main drag yeah Well, uh, Tim, of, a lot of Tim, stuff is Tim took me through there when we were uh, when he picked me up from the airport it 's nice it 's got kind of an it's old gorgeous. timey feel It's got the cobblestone and you know it's it 's one of those downtown sectors that has the um you have to stop for people in the crosswalk. So right. like, all the cars stop for the, the people because it's more important for the people walking around downtown. You're not
1: You're not going to fly through your car yeah. through downtown Oak Park. Which is just,
0: why
2: an area yeah. like this would not work in New York City because the <laughs> cab drivers, they don't stop for anything. <laughs>
0: right. But in Oak Park downtown, it works just fine. Uh, so we it, it was about a year ago that we first started looking in this area. We actually had a customer come into villa park and said uh hey you know what you guys should do you should open a place in oak park
1: and of course i'm not from this area i live in in michigan right so this customer told our purchasing manager john and john brought it to me and said you know a customer said you guys should be in oak park and i kind of laughed him off but then i started thinking about it and it's, it's not really a bad idea so i said what's oak park and uh kevin and i and uh our b b salesman, cafe, Aaron, jumped in the car, and it was last fall. Yeah. And we just started walking here. around
0: the downtown area. And I yeah. said,
1: why the hell didn't anybody tell me about this place?
0: <laughs>
1: Employees are just walking yeah. in. Yes, yes. The microphones and the big things, that not didn't a clue.
2: doesn't seem to stop them at all. No. no. Um, w- once, once you found the location and you had a general idea of... What kind of space that this building would well, offer? Well, on the
1: very on that very first day, um, we didn't walk quite down this far, and uh, I really liked this area immediately. It, it felt like knowing that there's a lack of an Apple Store and seeing even well, in, in honestly, chilly weather that,
2: that's the only way it, it it can work. Oh, absolutely! Because if if your customers have you know, and, and it's unfortunate if they have a choice to 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 go to a store like Mac Specialist as compared to an Apple Store. Unfortunately, they'll typically take the Apple Store, thinking that that's closer to the mothership. When actually the reverse is true, you'll get better service from a third party right. retailer or a third party reseller. And we're
1: not the only. I mean, like First Tech up in Minneapolis is the same way. You're going to get a better experience at First Tech or right. Mac Specialist than you will at an Apple Store. Uh, That's not to say you're going to get a bad experience at an Apple store. No, no, no. That's not what I meant. But But, it it is different. Yeah. And we've been doing it a lot longer than Apple has been doing it. So that first day we walked around and I actually stopped in. There's a lot of locally owned businesses here that are very successful. And we stopped at this bookstore who's thriving, and yet Borders had to close up shop right down the street.
2: Barnes & Noble stores, same way. And and
1: uh, I said, you know, I'm from Max Specialist. We're thinking about putting uh, a store here. And he said, what's Max special? I said, well, it, it's kind of like an Apple store. And uh, he was very excited about the idea. So he, he wrote down on a piece of paper three people I should contact. Two of them were with the city of Oak Park, and one of them was a realtor. And he said, this is the realtor that handles the downtown. Everybody knows this guy, and he'll work hard for you. We went back to the office that day, Kevin, Aaron, and I. And I called the first name, which was a person named Loretta Davis, and uh, she's with the city of Oak Park, and I told her who we are, that we're interested in opening opening up what's essentially an Apple store in Oak Park. And uh, the response was amazing. She was so excited. She said the city of Oak Park would be thrilled to have it here because they actually had petitioned Apple over a year ago to open an Apple store in Oak Park. And if you look at the typical Apple store, there's either there's one of two kinds of Apple stores. There's the flagship stores, which are standalone buildings, or they're in a mall. Well, Apple's not going to open up a flagship store in Oak Park because they have one on Michigan Avenue, downtown Chicago. Right. And there's no mall in Oak Park. I don't think they would let them build a mall in Oak Park. It's not that kind of community. <laughs> so, Because
2: um, what the world needs is more malls. More
1: malls. So she was very excited and uh basically said that she'd do whatever she had to do to make sure we open a store here that the city of Oak Park would absolutely love to have us here. That's pretty rare when you hear that as a business. Right you, know, you get a I'm dropping my sunglasses. Um you get an expectation especially when you say Chicago area. You think of corruption and oh my god, Chicago and the you know, it's not like but that, that. That's
2: though. not what Oak Park is like,
1: though. No, Oak Park isn't Chicago. I mean, we're in the Chicago metro area, but right. it's not Chicago.
2: And there's probably a lot of people that live here that commute to Chicago every day.
1: Oh, absolutely, sure, and vice versa too. Right. Um. They went out of their way to make us feel welcome, and you're not—you don't really expect that from a government towards a business. I mean, look—they didn't give us favoritism. They didn't. You offer know, you tax and taxes. no no nothing yeah. like that they just made it known that we were wanted here and that you know if there was red tape in the way they would do whatever it took to get rid of that red tape so we could open the store sooner rather than later um the next call i got was from david king he is our realtor in this situation here and uh he is Everybody knows this guy. Kevin can speak to what it's like walking down on a bright sunny day with David King <laughs> in downtown Oak Park. It was
0: like out of a 50s based sitcom where like the mailman's waving at him like hey David the local beat cop is like David good to see you out and about today and it's just little everybody walking down the, the street like hi Mr. King. Like somebody hosing off the sidewalk at the fruit <laughs> market's like oh hey David <laughs> you know it's just, have an apple on me. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> It, like it there's was, practically theme music yes. when we were walking down the Leave
1: street. Leave it to Beaver. Well,
2: yeah, we'll have to work on that theme music later.
1: It was, <laughs> uh, it was surprising. Yeah. <laughs> we, we figured real quickly that we picked the right guy to work with.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, one one of the things that that I like about this store as compared to most Apple stores, uh, a, a lot of Apple stores don't actually do their own service. No. You know, they they get the machine in from the customer, and then it's sent out either to a regional center or to a third-party uh, reseller like you guys or it's being shipped off to a repair center in in California or Texas or wherever the big the big centers are whereas you guys have have full-time technicians in a shop with all the tools and the parts that they need to repair your Macintosh of, of nearly any vintage and if if they can't if they can't get it going they know who to, to contact to uh, to make it happen and that's something that you won't get from a a typical apple store
1: but we're also pragmatic enough to tell a customer when a machine's not worth fixing Hmm. we'll make more money if we fix a, a powerbook g4 than if they buy a new computer we'll make more money more profit off fixing that computer than selling them a new one but at some point you have to be honest with the customer and say look you need to buy a new machine the the cost is prohibitive to fixing this machine at this point. And I and I'm real upfront with people and I deal with them so is the people that work on our service counter. We'll make more money if we fix this for you. Please don't fix this computer. <laughs> you're you're really throwing good money after bad at this point. And um, and that's
2: not that's and that's not the only thing that that this location is bringing to the community. You've got two very large training areas that that have, you know, every single every single or both of your training rooms have have hookups. To uh, your local and external networks, you've got you've got projectors, you've got
1: fifty-five inch
2: LED TVs. <laughs> it's sexy. It's so sexy, and you know you're basically set up here. To handle groups, how uh, how what would be the biggest group you could handle here for a training session?
0: Technically, um, we could have uh, the twelve person room in our tra- main training room, mm-hmm. uh, so we'd have twelve students sitting there, and they could each have two computers apiece because a lot of the classes have a client and server setup, and it's all hands on instructor led. We could even do an overflow of another six people into our second classroom with the same two computer setup. If you were going for something more of like a seminar format that's a little less hands-on, more just lecture-based, uh, you know, if somebody's speaking up front you may be taking notes or just listening, we could probably double those numbers in each of those rooms.
2: And every single station where someone is sitting, like you said, has a computer, keyboard, mouse, everything that they need. At least one. Yeah. At least one to, to handle hands-on whatever it is that they're being taught here at Max Specialist in Oak Park, Illinois. And the the store, this and, and actually uh, something I wanted to, to touch on very quickly. You've actually partnered up with another company, Premier, who sells uh, high end
1: AV and. Um, it's okay, Kevin. You can cough.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and automation, they're home, they're automation home automation, software.
1: yeah, and and they're they are like us, but in home automation, and it's Mac based. As far as a server that runs all the processes, you know, that controls the TV and your stereo and the lights and the temperature and the drapes and, you know, Mm -hmm. all the really cool stuff that you can do. Um, But that's the control hub, and there's a lot of other things that go with it. But for the most part, clients don't want to see that. What they want to see is their iPhone, their iPod Touch, their computer, their iPad, and it's those devices that control everything.
2: Right. So instead of having a a big, clunky, controller with fixed buttons that, that have to do this thing or have to do that thing.
1: It's very configurable. It's
2: very config- configurable. You've got an iPhone or an iPod touch
1: or They're an doing iPad. our security system for us as well. That's that's part of the reason we're partnering up with Premiere. <coughs> it's so we can have a state of the art security system and I was showing you anywhere oh, enjoy- I'm at on my iPad Mm-hmm. I can see what's going on at any one time. When That's actually how I've
0: been showing people what the store looks like. Showing because I, I don't have a lot of pictures on my phone yet. Yeah. So uh, somebody was asking me what the store looked like. I'm like, well, here, I show you. This is what retail looks like from bird's eye. This is what over here looks like. And I was showing. I'm like, holy crap! Are you actually watching your employees right now? It's like, yeah, but you know, you at least get to see the layout yeah. too.
1: So. We could also go into the DVR and see what happened an hour ago as well. Right. And it's recorded by event. So if a, middle of the night, for instance. Um, the front cameras pick up movement in the street, so it records for a second because it it picked up movement. Right. So that's kind of neat. You can go back and see those events.
2: Right. It typically, it'll go from uh, like anywhere from two to five, five frames a second, and it'll boost up all the way to thirty frames a second based on how long you have an event set up. That's right. See, now we're talking. We're
1: talking my language. Security. <laughs> we we also uh, <laughs> Kevin and Adam, the owner of the company, and myself. I'll get text alerts, SMS. When the alarms are set or disarmed at either location,
0: actually, you know, I don't know if you've gone into the app further, yes. but you can actually set it up for push notifications. It'll show up in your your notification dropdown.
1: Yeah, so it's pretty neat, and and we tie a security code to a person, so it literally mm-hmm. says Kevin Shea disarmed, you know, Oak Park security at six That's forty-five like a.m. Um, but there's also apps that we can actually disarm and arm the system from our ios devices right we were having problems before we open um it wasn't set right it was we were saying away but then it was showing doors open that weren't open and kevin actually and he shouldn't have done this but he did disarm <laughs> the system from home and then it, he couldn't get it to rearm eventually it worked but we're like right now there's no one there and mm-hmm. it's not armed. arm but that's the kind of power that we have that we can we can see what's going on we can arm and disarm if we've got an employee coming in that has a key to get in but doesn't have an alarm code and he beat everyone in that does have an alarm code, he can call one of us and we could literally turn off the alarm and let him in. And I can do that from Michigan. And if I want to see if he's being you know, held at duress with a gun to his head, call him and tell him to disarm the I can, you. Can I can see that. See that well. with this. Yeah, it's pretty cool.
2: So this is, this is kind of the, the new flagship store.
0: This is our new Max flagship special, store. Our new yeah. corporate headquarters, yeah.
2: And are, are you planning on expanding from here?
0: That's the general idea. Yeah, um, obviously, what we've done here is kind of a model for all of our future expansion. Uh, not necessarily all the arms. Like we, pro- we might, won't necessarily open up training centers at every location that we move to. Um, we m- won't necessarily have eight service employees at every one of them. But we know basically how to build a new store and how to move product into it and get a merchandise and hire people. And so this is uh, kind of. We're refining the model for the next sure. however long it takes and uh, make sure that we can run a profitable business out of it. And then it's time to go shopping for yeah. a new store. You know, you got to find the
1: area that's underserved, underserved Served, right, by, by Apple, Apple um, but yet still has a demographic that's going to buy your products or <coughs> your service or what have you. Uh, because while the retail is great here, we also have what's called B2B, which is business-to-business sales. That's been the thrust of our sales for the last... Two years. Two, three years, yeah. That's where we make our money in sales. And that's selling services to other companies, uh, whether it's setting out an engineer to do work for them or it's basic stuff like we just want you to come out and change the backup every week. Right. We can do it from nuts to bolts, the, the very basic stuff, all the way up to very, very high-end engineering work, which is what Frank Lampier, Kevin's uh, yeah. one-time partner on the Mag Specialist Podcast, that's what he is. He's a he's a sh- a senior, senior engineer. engineer. A senior yeah. engineer. I can't speak right today.
0: Yeah, like you said, he does He does just little taste of everything. Changing backup tapes, he's even gone so far as to set up uh, high-end video sands for some of the major universities downtown. he' even working for one of the news affiliates, ABC. Yep. Setting something up for just them. Just sent them a quote.
2: Yeah. <laughs> now, everything,
1: everything in this store is Mac. There's, there's no PCs in this store? No, there's one PC. Um <laughs> And it's actually running on a Mac Mini. So. <laughs> but it's uh, running our, our H- employees. HR
0: software is notoriously stuck in the PC yeah, world. Yeah. So. Like our employees, we
1: have hourly employees that need to clock in. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't have a punch clock. What they do is they put their thumb... Or actually actually can't use your thumb, your finger on a fingerprint reader, and that clocks you in. You had a one in five unf- chance. For- yeah, I know. I was going to say pinky. Um,
2: I would have gone with the big toe, but yeah, you know, that's just me.
1: Well, they got to take off their socks and shoes. Yeah, you and don't want TSA's ruined that for everybody. Um, but you know that that has to be run on a PC, unfortunately. Mm-hmm.
2: Look, yeah, well, the, the computers are tools, yeah. and
1: and the strength of Mac specialists <laughs> is that we can integrate either ios android mac whatever into a windows environment because let's be honest not there's very few businesses out there that are 100 percent mac sure and we have to work in a windows world although that's kind of changing a little
0: bit thank god
1: Ugh, can't happen soon enough
0: there are occasions when people walk in the door though and have questions about windows based things and that's where we become a part of the oak park community actually there's a few other local shops here that do a lot of like windows exclusive work and we're more than happy to work with them and send folks their way. So.
2: Well, you know, it was funny. I was on... Because I've been here since uh, Wednesday. I came in Wednesday. Tim brought me in. And I guess this is my second day here.
1: You're, you'll actually be here for another... Whole nother day. And I won't be.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, you're going to abandon me. I Hello. am. Hello, Tim. And I was, I was listening to you talk to somebody who had come in last night who was a, a hardcore Windows person yeah. who was just starting to look at a Mac. And... One of the things that I, that I thought was not so much funny because it's, it's obviously very, very true was that you told her that the Mac is the complete PC. Yeah. And what people, a lot of people might not realize by that statement is that the Mac is, is the only computer, I'm sorry, let me, let me rephrase that, is the only commercially available computer that out of the box can run OS 10 windows and any flavor of of linux and probably unix as well that's out there
1: well actually you know the mac is based on right linux, it's bsd so. bsd mm-hmm. unix so yeah it's the one that could run the three major operating systems there's no pc out there that apple that unless it has an apple logo on it they can do that you're not going to go buy a right or hp and run the mac os you're no. just not going to do it there's hacks that you can do it but it it's always crappy it always yeah does.
2: and the big problem we have there is when updates come yep you have so to that's
1: why i said else. you know we're, we're running windows software here for that one process the hr stuff but it's actually running on apple hardware <laughs> oh but
0: older apple hardware still <laughs> it's apple hardware so that well, just speaks to the fact that they've been doing this for a while it's not like a brand new thing the, right the mac computer is for what five years, six years now? Yeah. When did they move to Intel? Two
2: thousand five.
1: Yeah.
0: Is that right? That's when that started. Yeah, oh, seven no. years. Seven years ago.
1: Nope. Hmm. It's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah. We've come a
2: long way, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so here, here at the the Oak Park Mac Specialist Store, you have retail, you have training, you have business to business, you have service, service, and service is a big part of it. Sure. Uh, Huge and especially with your other stores as well mm-hmm. which where the service part i guess is, is more
1: Yeah, our Villa Park store is still open. That's yeah. you know i, I don't want to give the impression that this is it for Mac specialists. We still have another store in Villa Park which you haven't seen, guy. Right. It's smaller, but service is really the key to that store. That it's exactly, well, give or take 1 mile from an Apple store in Oak Brook we get a ton of referrals from apple because they don't work on vintage machines if it's out of warranty apple would rather not work on that and they don't do upgrades in a mac store or at the uh, apple store okay. so we have a partnership with apple in these locations that we go and we introduce ourselves and we build relationships so when they have customers that have a needs that they can't fill They send those customers to us. But it works the other way as well. Remember, as an Apple reseller, I can't sell to education. Only Apple can sell to education. So if I get an education customer, I'm going to send that over to Apple. Or if it's a huge order, if a guy comes in and he owns a business and he wants to buy 500 iPads, I'm not going to fulfill that order for 500 iPads. I'll turn that over to Apple. They can sell them the iPads and we'll do the deployment. We'll do the labor aspect of that. The training and Right. So we're Apple is our partners here, and they're great partners. We're good friends with the business team over there. A couple of them came to our grand opening VIP party um, because they're our partner.
2: Now, this store has been open for a grand total of about three and a half days.
1: Uh, yeah, about three and, and a half At this point. Yeah. Uh,
2: how long do you think it'll be before you, you actually really start looking at adding another store?
1: A year.
0: Yeah, I... I I'd love to sit on it for a year. That way, you have a good. uh, You can start to compare year-over-year data with uh, performance and things like that. There's people that are already interested.
1: Yeah, we've been approached by two different entities that want to want us to move into a certain area. One in Chicago, one not. But they've seen what we do here. We got a lot of press. A lot of press when we first announced the store, and then after the grand opening, we got some more press. Which is nice, because that's free advertising. Yeah, sure. Um, but it got the word out what we're doing. And areas that didn't have an Apple store or, or again, were underserved, underserved are reaching out to us. And they would love us to come in. Kevin met with uh, a group just a couple of days ago.
0: Yeah. Actually, it was at our grand opening. Yeah. They showed up. It was nice. They got a chance to see what we were capable of putting together. Um, and I said, great, now just give us a little time to see, what, see how <laughs> to it make fits. sure it actually yeah. works, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, it's it's been on our mind since we started this because we realized that the business couldn't stay as it was. It's part of the reasons that we opened Oak Park is that we've always got to be looking for a way to, to grow this business and expand. And we've had and I, we have in the back of our mind probably another four or five opportunities that we'd look at if you want to call it our five-year plan. Um, but I couldn't give you a timeline of uh, when the first one's going to roll out. The, the,
1: uh, to be here? honest, this store opening and what you see here today is about a year earlier than I thought we would be. Mm-hmm. At least. At least. I didn't think we'd be here this soon. But when it comes to Oak Park and mm-hmm. this location mm-hmm. and the staff, uh, it really was the stars aligning just right. Yeah. Which rarely happens in business, let alone your personal life. True. But things just kind of fell into place. That being said, you don't want to know how many hours Kevin and I have missed sleeping basically overseeing this entire project from nuts to bolts. I mean, there was nobody involved to the level of Kevin and and myself when it came to opening the store. Yeah, I, I, I worked mean,
0: myself right into an illness <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that knocked me out of work yesterday. Yeah. I was missing sleep and up late thinking and working all the time. I'm, I'm,
1: everything from the chair you're sitting in right now to the table that these computers are on, to the carpet that's in this room, to the paint, and that's just the conference room, to setting up a partnership with a company like Premier and having, you know, $200,000 worth of equipment that's not even ours installed in here with these big 55-inch TVs and all that and all the wiring that goes with it. This all started this year in 2012, and it's October, and we're up and running, that's amazing. But, you know, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of dedication, and I can't say enough of how much work Kevin put into this. Because I don't live here. I'm not here every single day. Kevin was here every single day.
0: So, But this is going to be like the blueprint for future stores. Right. Yes. If you take that front part of the store for the most part.
1: In service,
0: in service, right? Like so, you, you,
1: saw the tables that our our merchandise is on. Those are custom built tables, and they're reminiscent of what? Would, do you think they're reminiscent of an Apple Store table? They look, they look very similar. Yeah, you can't, and that's pro- not, and that's not a bad thing. Oh no, no, no! But you can't just go buy those tables. You, you can't go buy. IKEA doesn't sell <laughs> yeah. Apple tables. No,
0: they're four by eight tables, and the legs are what six inch squares. Yeah, wow, and. uh... How, I can't remember how heavy they said they were. They're a couple hundred pounds.
1: But I mean. it's funny. You can actually slide them really easy, but if you try to pick it up, you're like, ooh, there's some heft yeah. there. <laughs> and then we've got a half a table that actually looks like it floats out of the wall. It's a number, another 4 by 8 table, but it's actually um, 12 foot? 12. 12x2, 12 and that's where we put the desktops, and it's up against the wall. And the company that we found to do that work was it was the same company that built that premier automation booth out there same you, company. You
2: know what's great is at the same time that all this planning and all this hard work there's still room for a little creativity and I'm talking about the service desk in the retail section. Mm-hmm. It has <clears throat> you guys really need to come in here and see this. It's it's an amazing table. Uh it it's got this like
1: the front of a G5 or a Mac yeah, Pro. It,
2: it, yeah, it looks like a the, the screen from from a Mac Pro. And it covers the, the grill, front. the front
1: part of a Mac Pro is that's what he's talking about. Metal. Yeah. 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 yeah,
2: yeah, and it's got lights that go all the way through. And it's just—it it was the first thing I saw when I came walking in the door. And yeah, our,
0: our big it, mark on the acrylic that's mounted on the front of it—that's that like pops <laughs> off the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was actually uh, one of our business account managers, James. He's—he's mm-hmm. uh, he's actually designed and built you know, retail locations like cafes and bars and stuff there's like a, that. There's a bar or?
1: here in Chicago called the... The Wormhole. The Wormhole. He, if you he go in the there, thing. you'll see an exact replica of the DeLorean from Back to the Future.
2: Oh, yeah, so saw a picture. It. You had a picture of that on yeah.
1: the, on the he, website. He built that. From scratch. James built that from scratch.
0: What, the whole car? Yes. Yeah, he and, ordered an old beat-up DeLorean, and he replaced all the parts that needed to, and he found replica parts... Or built replica parts for everything to make it the look, actual back like to the, the, the time future machine. time machine. Oh my god! Yeah, it's amazing. It's, when
1: you, I've seen it in person, it's it's mind-boggling to know that he did that.
0: And
2: that's the kind of creative people you have here. He's
1: yeah. he's a B two B salesman. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, think about it. You wouldn't think as a B two B salesman is that guy. That, be, that's what he is. They would be dry
2: and talk like this all the time. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's not the way it is here.
1: No, you know, when when Kevin and I were doing a lot of interviews. Uh, to to fill up the staff we doubled our staff we're not looking for people with mbas you know we're looking for creative people because i think creative people come up with creative solutions and i think that's reflected in the type of work they do here and uh it's a huge team effort everything that happens here and we've just got some really good employees that you, you hand them the ball and they just run with it
2: and i think you guys have something to be very proud of here this is an amazing location and if you live in the Chicago area or if you're planning on visiting the Chicago area, you should definitely take a trip. It's not that far away from uh, ORD. No, it's not. And uh, just come by here on 805 Lake Street and check out the Mac Specialist uh, Mac, Mac Store. I mean, yep. it's, I don't know what, what else to say about it. it it's know,
0: just a great place. Just one more point about visiting the area is if anybody knows about the history of Oak Park, this is Hemingway. This is Frank Lloyd Wright. There's actually a lot of stuff to see if you are coming from out of town. You're in the Chicago area. The Unity Unity Temple is one block away. Yeah, on our side of the street, just right down the street. Some gorgeous architecture, some great historic places. It's actually a really nice place to visit if you're coming from out of town. So, this should be on people's things to go and see when you're going to Chicago. Yeah, don't just go up to the tallest building and all that.
1: (laughs) Go see some really cool architecture too. And and hey, by the way, if you're here.
2: an <laughs> I think i stop at that Max
1: Specialist store. <laughs> so with that, we're going to wrap up this episode of Tech Fan. This was episode 94, hopefully, and I don't see why not. But David Cohn will be here next week, and we'll return to our regularly scheduled programming. I know we talked about um, going back to technology in the movies and kind of those kind of shows instead of just the the newsy stuff that we've been doing lately. And we're definitely going to do that, but we're also going to expand tech fan to do more interviews and possibly let some other people record some episodes. Um, we want tech fan to become more than what it's been in the recent yep. past. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll get you guys back on. And uh, do some more stuff because yep. well, now, now that we, we, we got can time record, to do this. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. We can and
2: and don't forget uh, to if if you're not already subscribed, subscribe to the MyMac.com podcast with Guy and Gaz, the G-Men.
1: And let's not forget John Nemo who hasn't been here for over an hour now. But um, <laughs> the App Minute podcast, he puts a lot of time and effort into it, and yes, it's a, it's a good show. And uh, I'm happy to to produce it. Of course, I have to though. I own yeah, I,
2: saw, I saw I saw I saw the work you have to do it's and um, it's, it's not just the work you have to put in to, to get you know the, the MyMac podcast up but you also have so many other shows on the Stoplight Network
1: yeah we got the Geekiest Show Ever mm-hmm. uh, we've got the At Minute Show uh, Three Geeky Ladies and those are just the ones that I'm actually doing the website work for as well as, you know, getting the show online and, and all that. But, you know, I, I love listening to podcasts. <laughs> and I wish more people would cough drink. Or, I mean, I love it when people get into podcasting, either as a listener or they want to become a podcaster. And if they become a podcaster, I love to try and help them out. You know,
2: let be honest we get lots I'm not with people that absolutely and Peter I'm not getting rich doing this
1: guy it costs me money to do this but sure. I just love it too much I wouldn't I can't think of not doing it so um, hope you guys enjoy this episode it's a different episode of tech fan I enjoy doing it hopefully the audio came out because we're recording for the very first time in a room that didn't exist <laughs> a, a couple a week of weeks ago, <laughs> ago. and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, hearing some feedback make sure you go to techfanpodcast.com click the contact us button and fill it out and uh, we'll see you guys next week